This is WAND In-Depth. Got a phone call at work. I'll never forget it. It was definitely messy, not well-maintained. It's the worst case I've ever prosecuted. I'm Karen Eisert, a reporter with WAND-TV. We're going to tell you a story about a young Decatur girl whose warm smile turned cold in February 2019. This was clearly, you know, a situation that could have been prevented. Her name? Tanasia Barnes. She was just two years old and had a bright future ahead of her. Because she always wanted to be around you. Wherever you went, she would just follow. But her tragic death is something many won't forget because Tanasia was found cold and starved. Her lifeless body laid on her bedroom floor when her mother found her that cold February morning. In this podcast, we dive deeper into the child's life and get a sense of who she was. She wanted somebody to be around off. She wanted that love and that cares. You know, she thrived for that, you can tell. And we will learn firsthand from the investigators as they describe the home she lived in and what it was like in the days leading up to her horrific death. I didn't understand how anybody could do that. Then we will analyze the Department of Children and Family Services, look into what steps they took before Tanasia died, and finally get an insight at the state level. No single agency working alone can be expected to possess the expertise required to effectively eliminate all child abuse and neglect fatalities. The work lawmakers are doing after the death of two-year-old Tanasia Barnes. Before we get started, we want to warn you this story is graphic in nature. Please be warned. This is Lost Innocence, the Tanasia Barnes story. On March 14th in 2016, Tawanika Davis and Dartavius Barnes gave birth to their first child, a baby girl, Tanasia Barnes. When you look at pictures of her, you immediately notice her dark and curly hair, her big brown eyes full of life, beautiful, delicate brown skin, and a big smile. Overall, she was a happy baby. That was Aisha Dean. She was Tanasia's foster mother. She was a happy little toddler. Normal toddler, liked to play, liked, loved to be outside. Aisha first met Tanasia when she was two years old. It's important to note, Tanasia didn't live a typical life. Shortly after her birth, her parents split, and she was bounced back and forth from her mom's house to her dad's house and spent some time in foster care. However, one thing was for certain, she was loved by family and friends who wanted to take care of her. Oh, she had a beautiful smile. She had a one-of-a-kind smile, and she always smiled. It didn't take a lot to make her happy. Aisha only spent two months with Tanasia. It wasn't a long time, but it was enough to make an impact on her and the toddler's life. Even though it was a short time that we had her, we still had memories and done things together as a family with her. Aisha Dean remembered summer of 2018. She packed up the toddler and her family and headed south to St. Louis to catch a Cardinals baseball game. That was just one of many fun things Aisha did with her foster children. We went to Cardinals game, went to St. Louis Zoo. Yep, we did a lot of things together. The two-year-old loved being outside, in the fresh air, surrounded by people 
and just being able to do typical kid things. We have a pool in the backyard, so she loved to be in the pool in the water. So we was always in the pool almost every day. Yeah. I guess, I guess walk me through, what was her character like around your house? I mean, what was she most likely to do whenever she was around? Or, you know, you she had a doll that she carried, a, doll, a little doll in a purse that she loved to carry around every time. As soon as she got up, she had that little doll in a little backpack purse with her all the time. Tanisha wasn't the first child Aisha cared for. She has actually been a foster parent for 18 years and taken well over 50 children. Some, like Tanisha, stayed for a short time, others for longer. But one thing was for certain, when children walked through her door, they felt loved. I don't know, you can't get too attached to them, but I'm sure you were able to get attached. You can't help but to, they're with you every day. That's one of the hardest things being a foster parent is getting attached to the children, you know, when they go home. When children are put in foster care, it's not uncommon for some to struggle with different challenges. For Tanasia, Aisha remembered the toddler having difficulty saying words. Instead, she would just point to things, which wasn't unusual, but Aisha worked with the child during those months they were together. However, one thing was unusual, at least in Aisha's eyes and some of her family members. It was the way Tanasia ate, as if she was never fed. She ate any and everything in one second, yeah. And it's so crazy though because all that played a part as to why she would eat the way that she did. You know, and when I heard her mom and them say something about what she couldn't make her eat, you didn't have to make her eat. You put some food in front of her, she would scarf it down and eat every last bit of it. And when it's seconds, I'm like, where's all this food going? I never forget one time my mom had came because my mother doesn't live here and she came and um, I don't know if it was breakfast or lunch or something, but she was eating and she ate a whole lot. She's like, she eat like that all the time. So sometimes I did have to stop her because she would eat so much and I didn't want her to make herself sick. So. I mean, was it, but I mean, she was two. So was that common to see two year olds just? Not, not that way. Not to scarf the way she did. While under the care of Aisha, Tanasia gained weight, putting her at a normal weight percentile for her age. The heaviest she weighed when she was born was with me. In my care. How much was that? I want to say 32 pounds, I want to say. Aisha only cared for the child for two short months, which isn't uncommon in these situations. The parents go through a program through DCFS and make steps to get their kids back. That's exactly what Tawanika Davis and Anthony Myers did. And I always be willing to offer to help that child, mother, parent, or grandparent, wherever they go, to, you know, to move on because sometimes some people don't know what to do or how to do it because they wasn't raised in that way. Tanasia was home for seven months. Then February 11th, 2019 came, a day Aisha Dean will never forget. Yep, got a phone call at work. I'll never forget it. I would want nobody to go through it, you know. And I know one day it'll probably come one day, I just don't want to bear it again. It's just so crazy, especially when it happens to a child, but then it's even worse when it happens to somebody close to you or they couldn't do nothing, you know what I mean? It's a difference between an adult and a kid. It wasn't until days later the entire community and all of Central Illinois found out about Tanasia's death. It was very shocking, yeah, very shocking. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, huh? And then it was so crazy because I was telling, you know, because a lot of my family and friends, you know, they get to know a lot of the, all my foster kids because we always do things with family and friends and stuff. So when I was telling a couple of my friends, they was like, for real? But then it's like, are, is it true? Because we haven't heard nothing. So when I found out the day that she passed, the day that happened, 
It went on the news and then nowhere to like three or four days later. WAD News first reported her death on February 14th, 2019. Developing still tonight, a two-year-old girl dies cold, filthy, and hungry now. This is three days after the toddler died. Juvenile detective James Wrigley explained they go through a number of steps before releasing information about a child's death. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a murder investigation, but I mean, every time you're dealing with, especially a child, um, we treat it as if it is potentially um, a homicide. What is your name? Sworn statements from the Decatur Police Department at 7.48 a.m. on that February morning, Decatur Police were detailed to the 1800 block of East North Street in reference to an unresponsive child, Tanasia Barnes. Uh, we need her home to give us something to eat, and she, she just left me. That desperate plea for help? It's Tanasia's mother, Tawanika Davis. So she is not responding and she is not breathing? Yes! I just said that! You! You obviously think it's okay! Just minutes later, first responders rushed to the quiet neighborhood. It was a typical cold February morning, not uncommon in central Illinois because February is usually one of the coldest months of winter. WAND's chief meteorologist, Jim Kosick, looked back on the temperatures Decatur was experiencing early February 2019. A, a cold spell, that's for sure, uh, but it was uh, one where it was uh, going back and forth. But at the beginning of the period, uh, February 9th, it was uh, sub-freezing in the middle 20s that day, but it got down to 8 degrees that night, and that was the coldest of all of the entire month of February. Paramedics noted the house didn't feel much different than the outside air. Another distinctive detail, the smell. Police reports said the house reeked of ammonia, rotten food, and garbage. Once first responders stepped in the door, they found the toddler on the floor, cold, unresponsive, and wrapped in a urine-soaked blanket. Detectives investigated the scene, and not long after, asked Tawanika Davis, the child's mother, and her mother's live-in fiancé, Anthony Myers, to go to the Decatur Police Department for questioning. Of course, we had the initial interviews. We released them that day. Um, we waited until after the autopsy. Uh, we actually met with Nicole here in this room and discussed what we wanted to do. Detective Wrigley talked about Nicole Cronkey. She was the assistant state's attorney at the time. The reason they met up was because inside the house on East North Street, something horrific had happened. And that call of an unresponsive child was much more than that. Because what led up to Tanasia's death was something that shocked many and rocked an entire community. If I would have known that she was in there and what was going on, I would have spoke up a long time before that. Next time on Lost Innocence, the Tanisha Barnes story. How can anyone do anything like that to a human being that alone your own? It's just, it's just crazy. A house of horror, the chilling details inside the house on East North Street that contributed to a two-year-old's death. Most of us have just dealt with what they call SIDS, you know, where a child just unexplained died. This was clearly, you know, a situation that could have been prevented. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely that sticks with you. Then inside the courtroom. You think about your own children when you read these files and you cannot imagine anybody treating a child like this deliberately. It's disgusting.
Our next episode will drop on February 18th, 2021 on WND In-Depth. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review. And for the latest news on this case and more, head over to WNDTV.com. Thank you.